I love it, guys. I love it. People are not drinking enough water because they don't have a good enough water bottle with them. And if they do have a good enough water bottle, their water consumption will 100% increase. The validation that we were looking for from people was like, not that, oh, I love the bottle, it keeps my water cold. We were looking for these words that, guys, my water consumption has increased. I thought that I'm going to move to US, become a doctor and live there. I was around 128 kg. And after I went to the US, I saw people like running around training. They took fitness really seriously. They took their food really seriously. That's when I decided to, you know, give it a shot. I learned how like, you know, our minds are malleable. The way you're born, the, the thoughts you're born with, they're given to you. So I managed to change that. I managed to think to change my mind, my mindset. And I managed to lose all uh, roughly 50 kgs. And then halfway through, I decided that I don't want to be a doctor anymore. Instead of trying to save lives, what can I do to prevent someone coming into the hospital. You know, you and I have a very, very similar story. Then I gained a lot of weight and I became 170 kgs. Yeah, 170 kgs is like, you need to like stop whatever you're doing and like get into some like a rehab program where like, there's like, my family is vegetarian. My protein is limited to milk and eggs. Okay, I'm going to make your life really better. So Hyderabad basically came, actually it came by mistake. So what happened was because I was, you know, into fitness and all that stuff, I didn't really have a car. Um, I used to roam around in a cycle like or a bike. So I had to have water all the time. Like it was a thing that I need my water bottle. And when I was there, I had a flask, a blue color flask in which the water would stay cold for literally the entire day. Like, the temperature wouldn't change much. And after I got done with US, my chapter closed in US, I came back here and I noticed that everyone in my house, they don't have any personal water bottle. It's like just the crap plastic stuff. Nothing was personal about it. And uh, my brother at the time, my younger brother, he ended up using my bottle a lot. Like he would take it and like it went from my bedside to his bedside. So I one day like got a listen this bottle these kind of thermoses are expensive so it it makes it's it's a great investment make that investment and he looked around and he couldn't find any that was as attractive and like functional as the one that i had so um three four months passed by and then him and his friend had an idea like you know they're like bro let's start a business together and then they were like you know what should we do because they thought of like um, like a shoe cleaning company or something like that. And then, well, that didn't turn out to be a good idea. And then they're like, why don't we sell water bottles? And when I heard that, I was like, you're going to sell bottles now. So that time in my head, that idea didn't, it wasn't like, it didn't register. Um, And then, well, I was like, cool, man, go for it. So him and his friend, they ordered samples and they did all the research and where it's manufactured. They did all that homework. It took six, seven months for the samples to arrive. And then when the samples arrived, I'm like, okay, this is a nice product. It's pretty cool. But I was I was still not like, you know, completely in it. I was just like, yeah, I was just giving my reviews. I'm like, oh yeah, this is a nice color, whatever, whatever. And then um, 
last moment his friend backed out so my brother was pretty upset like he was disappointed he was scared he was like how am i going to do this by myself so i told him that listen you 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 figure out what product you want to sell i will help you with the instagram i'll help you with the marketing i'll help you with the website because that's what i know it's what i've done in the past so i can help you with that and obviously there won't be any cost attached to it it'll be for free and you're like cool and then we went ahead with this design uh, with the boot over here and when it came i was like okay this is pretty good it's a pretty good product um so that's how hydrobot started and the, the the funny part is when it came um this is how like i understood that when you're starting a when you have a startup or a business you need a good mix of like conservativeness or you know you have to be a little conservative and you have to be a little modern as well so like my brother and i we were thinking along the lines of oh yeah instagram and paid ads and like you know now we have to make our website then only we we can sell it and my dad overheard us say that and he's like what you have the products in your hand send a photo to your friends and start selling it and i'm like yeah he's right like and i literally took the bottle like this and i clicked a picture for every bottle literally and i sent it on like on my group chats like my friends and everyone and then they're like wow what is this and you know they got all were interested and that's how actually how we sold our first hydrobot was through whatsapp on the same day it arrived and i feel if i if my dad hadn't like you know yelled at us like because he's like what's wrong with you guys why are you waiting for your instagram and instagram and website you send a picture and send it i don't know what would have happened because you would have waited for the website for the instagram and all that stuff but literally that's how it started from a whatsapp picture and then from it just it was like a ripple effect like everyone just found it really attractive the moment they saw it and uh, the product in itself was so good that you know people bought it once twice thrice and recommended it so that's how hydrobot became hydrobot let's 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 roll it back let's roll it back somewhere in the middle i heard 130 kgs and then i heard doctor and then i heard the us and then like i heard a lot of stuff happen very very quickly so let's talk about let's talk about the 130 kgs first how what was the experience like so 130 kgs it was a gradual weight loss um but definitely uh, i lost the weight first over here i changed my mindset um and then it started to happen physically so i had to travel for about 45 50 minutes to get from my college door my college campus to the gym so i had a lot of free time on the bus and um i was i'm i wasn't that big of a fan of music so like i put on like youtube like you know motivation stuff and every time these two three people used to pop up one was tony robbins and one was jip rohn so these two i would just listen to their gyan to their wisdom and it started making sense to me because they kept saying that you know you um you are what you think about and what your identity is that's how you're going to behave like that's what your your actions are going to be determined by your identity and i always growing up i'm growing up i used to be a cute chubby kid right everyone used to pull my cheek so that sort of was my identity and i realized that holy shit my identity was cute chubby kid and i was 
behaving and my actions were all supporting that identity. So I decided that I don't want that identity anymore. I wanted to be an athletic. I wanted to be an athlete. So that's why that's what I selected my identity to be like. And my slowly, slowly over the years, my actions started to match my identity. And I was the one who used to blame my surroundings. I used to blame my school. I used to blame my house. I used to blame that my country. That you know, there's there's nothing good here. Um, and like uh, I I understood that you know Jim Rohn used to have this quote. He used to say that um, the the same wind blows on all of us, but it's the set of your sails that determine where you go. So that really that really clicked in my head. I'm like. Everyone like everyone has the same issues. Everyone has the same environment, but that does not determine like what, how like how you turn out to be. Um, so it was just the continuous hammering of all this wisdom uh, for forty five minutes twice a day for like six, seven, eight months is when I finally let go of who I was, and that's how the it kept going. Like you know. Um, I learned a lot from athletes, like you know how to have a high standard, especially from like the top athletes like Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, um, and how you know like even if you even if I lost ten kgs for me that was nothing, like that was like okay now we just move on to the next ten kgs. So like because of that high standard, I just kept going and going. Otherwise, what would have happened is like ten uh, kg you lose ten kgs and then you know people congratulate you. And they're like, "Wow, good for you!" And you might drown in all that happiness, and you know, you, you start to get complacent. So, because I had a high standard of things, I didn't let complacency set in. Um, I would just, you know, say thank you with a straight face and move on. So it's these little, little things about my mindset, how the brain works, is how I continue, and you know, it's what I do for my work. Sahil, you've spoken about a lot of different topics. You know, you've covered like athletes, you've covered mindset, you've covered reactions, you've covered a whole lot of different things. So I'm going to take them one at a time. I think we covered this in our episode with Garima, where we said that you know the basic USP for all these athletes. You look at the you look at the Tiger Woodses, you look at the Michael Jordan, the Kobe Bryant. Why were they at the top of their sports? Because they worked the hardest, and that's the you know. I think that's something that we've all realized with time. That the more work you put into it, that's that's how it things come by. It's not something that happens overnight. And you know, there's this very famous Tiger Woods story that John Daly and Tiger Woods were playing some tournament the next morning, and Tiger Woods was out at seven in the morning. You know, doing his putting drills and doing his whole you know his whole day. He had a whole six hour practice session. Then he had a gym session. Then he had another practice session and. That's how he was preparing for the next day of the tournament, and John Daly, on the other hand, was just you know drinking beers and smoking and chilling with his friends, and that's why today I think everyone in the world knows a Tiger Woods, whereas a John Daly is only like a cult hero in some you know golfers' minds. So that's a very, I think we see it every single day is that hard work beats talent when talent stops working. Exactly. I had to work my ass off just to get to the gym. It was like cold Michigan winter. I didn't have a car. I used to like cycle, walk, or take the bus. And I, I honestly miss that. Like now I have a car. It's too easy. I miss, I miss, I miss 
eating shit talking about eating shit let's take you know there's a lot of motivation out there a lot of people say get your head straight and you will start losing weight and all of that is very true it it really gets you in place now i'm in place i want to lose a lot of weight what's next what do i eat what do i drink what did you what did sahil eat what did sahil drink what did sahil leave so um the first step that i took was uh, i eliminated all kind of processed dessert chips pastries because that's what i used to love and i replaced everything with whole foods um it i it, i didn't count calories initially i didn't you know see how much protein i'm getting the first step was i drank a lot of water and then i switched out uh, junk crap food with whole foods that was the first step and then obviously i used to go to a crossfit gym crossfit is in itself a really uh intense sport um but i fell in love with it because it was so hard it mentally used to challenge me so these three th- so these two things where you pick up physical activity and then you just switch out all the junk with whole foods so we can go from having french fries to maybe a baked potato you go from having chicken nuggets from mcdonald's to having grilled chicken at home you go from having risotto from i don't know from some italian restaurant to having plain rice at so you you understand that switch from like crap processed junk to like just simple whole foods so that's the first step i took and then i just repeated that for about 2 years um and that in itself i lost quite a bit of weight i had to give away lot of clothes people started to like people were like okay i see this guy like you look different that's great um and after that is you know when i started focusing on like you know strength and okay i, I need this much protein now i need protein supplements i need protein bars i need all that stuff right so that's the first step i took by hearing that you would almost expect you to open like a protein shop rather than open a water shop i i always told my friends that um i'm i'm someone that maybe before i die i know that i'll have started a lot of brands in the wellness health fields and uh, the hydrover happens to be the first and i'm always thinking about what's next and a protein bar definitely has come to my mind so sail you speak about getting or being 130 kilos someone doesn't become 130 kilos overnight what was that what let's talk about sahil before you left for the us what was your initial journey like where where were you born and brought up what what's which what was the school environment like and what led you to becoming 130 kg i was uh, born in calcutta i went to st james's school um i have my dad's a gujarati my mom's a punjabi um and i talk about this a lot that in a gujarati household before you eat food you eat food so before you eat food there's going to be like multiple things in boxes that's all the junk stuff that so you're already eating food before you're eating food um and i was i always thought of food as something you eat for taste uh you don't eat it for nutrition you don't eat it for um fuel you eat it for taste so if something doesn't taste the best that means it's not good for me um as it as a baby i was fed chocolate 
and like you know Hershey's and all that stuff. So uh, growing up, I had a tendency to eat a lot of chocolate, a lot of dessert, a lot of uh, dairy milk crackle, a lot of uh, chips and Pringles and all the fun stuff. And what had happened was I became chubby cute. Like I had a cute face. And people used to call me, you know, he's a cute chubby kid. Um, and then that sort of became my identity. And then um, what happened was I went to boarding school. And you would think that if someone goes to boarding school, he's going to come back in good shape. But the exact opposite happened. Um, we always found our way in boarding school to eat the wrong stuff, to order stuff from outside. And in boarding school was the place where I actually put on the most weight. Um, so that's how I became fat, like really, really fat. I would say from class 8, class 7 to class 12, these five years. So a gradual, it was a gradual weight gain. Um, I wasn't into sports, wasn't into being physically active. My idea was having fun was uh, laying down and watching TV. That was my ideal uh, that was what I thought was the best thing that I could do and watch movies and like I knew all everything that was happening in Hollywood I knew everything that was happening in Bollywood I knew all the actors I knew all the actresses and what's funny now is now I have no idea I you could you could tell me who this person is and I would have no idea that's the other thing that uh, that Jim Rohn taught me he's like uh, people major and minor things so that that's something that clicked me I'm like holy shit I was like I was researching everything about the actor but I wasn't researching anything about myself so that's when I like stopped no more movies no more Netflix no TV nothing it's all about me now you know you and I have a very very similar story so I was born I was I was born a fat kid and then I continued to get fatter and people used to love me when I was younger because, you know, I was the fat, cute thing. And, you know, you could you would cuddle with me. You could, like, pinch the shit out of me. Yeah, and then then I went to a boarding school and we all saw Kabhi Kushi Kabhi Gum in which, you know, the fat kid goes to boarding school comes back Rithik Roshan. Then I, everybody expected Rithik Roshan. And I didn't go fatter, to be fair. I lost a lot of weight in Sanar. But when, once I got back, then you get access to the world which you, you had been cut off from. Then I gained a lot of weight and I became 170 kgs, which, by the way, is huge. Like, you, I, I could have eaten you guys up. That's what I look like. Yeah, 170 kgs is like, you need to, like, stop whatever you're doing and, like, get into some, like, a rehab program where, like, there's, like... Just for context, when I met Akhil, he was two and a half times what he is today. So that's in Purdue, right? Yeah, that's in Purdue. So anyways, what happens next is my mom sees me and my family is in pain because they see their child is so fat and there might be problems in the future. So she starts taking me to dietitians and dietitians have this way, okay? They have this way of making your weight fall for the first two weeks, three weeks. And then because your body adjusts to that calorie level, the weight stops falling. So suddenly the weight stops falling and then they blame it on you. You must be cheating somewhere. Or you are the one at fault, which is not true. So anywho, after that, I gave up on dietitians. I actually fought with one of them when he blamed me. I'm like, you, you don't know what you're doing. And then something clicks. 
inside and I'm like, what is happening? A major role of that something was I got my blood tests done, yearly checkups, and my blood tests were all over the place, right? Everything you can think of was off. The white blood cell levels were low and the cholesterol levels were high. Good cholesterol was low, bad cholesterol was very high. Everything was, everything was messed. And my doctor gave me like 15 pills. And she said, you're supposed to take these every day for the rest of your life. And that's how you will sustain these problems. I never took a single one of those pills. Never. I bought all of them for four months. Four months worth of quota because I had to go back to Purdue. Just something clicked and I'm like, this is not happening. This is not my life. I'm not going to wake up, eat a pill, go eat food, then eat a pill and then, you know, be dependent on these medicines. That's the thing. So I, I always explain it to like on my Instagram that um, the thing with medicines and pharmaceutical drugs is that they have a way of treating the symptoms, but there's there's no way they're treating the cause of what's causing the symptoms. Um, so like if you have a headache, right, you take a painkiller and yeah it's it's gonna mask the symptoms which is the headache but there's something else that that's causing the headache could be as simple as maybe you're dehydrated um so what happens is you tend to always think of uh of tying your problem to a pill or a medicine um whereas majority of problems can be fixed or improved just by nutrition exercise and just change in lifestyle so and I, I get where you're coming from and that's that's one of the reasons why I decided that okay I do not want to be a doctor anymore and um, I want to switch to exercise science and it was pretty evident at the time that my parents probably won't be happy with me so I first changed my major and after I could not change it back anymore is when I told my parents that listen guys um, I'm not going to be a doctor anymore I switched my majors. My dad was pretty he was cool about it but my mom wasn't because I was going to be the first doctor in the family um, but my mom's mindset has also changed since then because everyone thinks that doctors are like the god I mean some doctors are but um, this idea of having pills for the rest of your life just doesn't sit well with me and I, like I said before, like I didn't, I didn't want to prevent deaths, but I wanted people, I wanted to prevent people from entering the hospital in the first place. So that's that was the main reason why I switched. So I get where you're coming from, man. But 170 kgs is, um, that's that's what I was trying to say is like you know your blood tests are gonna be all over the place. It's like it's like you probably have to quit whatever you're doing and focus on just losing all that weight so congrats that's a lot congrats to you too I think Vishwad is feeling like the left you know the one that's left out because he's always been a fit fit young chap I've had the opposite problem I have always been underweight I have always been that thin lanky kid you know I mean till till COVID hit in 2020 I was fitting into clothes which I had worn in 2011. Oh my god. So did I. After after my weight loss, I also started fitting into clothes that used to fit me in 2011. So you, you have a problem in gaining weight? I don't say, I don't think I have a problem. I wouldn't say it's a problem. I, do, I think it's something I never did. And because I was the complete opposite of what you said. I was a very active kid and 
because of my family because of my parents and everything there was always some activity or the other like i i had this ritual with my dad with every weekend that whenever he was home we would go we would go to the club or we would go down and play some sport or the other and i grew up in a building so there were always kids downstairs and we were always like every evening at 4:30 we were downstairs playing something or the other so it was just a part of growing up and then i went to boarding school as well and oh all three of us have gone to boarding yeah we were all boarding school kids so we had this thing where after dinner we used to play a football for an hour and a half every single day so yeah and it was just a thing and that's that was the life and we used to play football we used to play ultimate frisbee we used to play cricket we used to play like any sport we could get our hands on we were playing and then in addition to that obviously sports with school and this that and the other extracurriculars so i was always that you know really thin lanky kid i went to boarding school and i became thinner and lankier so that was just the way it was and then i guess as time went on i was like look i think i need to start working out and you know doing things to increase that body weight and so i got into it in a very very casual way i was not i haven't like i don't claim to do any research or i haven't done much research into the whole thing of how i should go about and i should probably start doing that but it's always like now as time has gone by it's it's always been like yeah you know, go to the gym work out understand like akhil and i often have this conversation and like we keep he keeps sending me books and all and he's like yeah dude read this read this so i'm i'm reading things slowly slowly and understanding okay this is what i need to do to build up my level of muscle and this the kind of things i need to eat and i was one of those who could eat anything and everything at any given point in time because i never had a problem of like you know gaining weight so akhil what did you do like did you start exercising you fixed your diet yeah i'll tell you the funniest story so what happened was that we have a friend his name is vidit it's a shout out to vidit on our episode he watches all of our episodes so this fellow he has his birthday and hopefully his parents are not watching but him and another friend of mine they go to a strip club right for to celebrate his birthday after that they come back from the strip club with like a random dude who's like hammered right completely out of his mind and he sees me and he's like you're just fat you're not strong you're just fat i was like okay man this is fine by me and he's like no 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 i want to arm wrestle you i want to arm wrestle you i was like okay well, let's arm wrestle and he was pretty built and then he lost in the arm wrestle to me and then he was like wow you are so strong you you can become like the mountain man have you seen game of thrones i was like yeah i have seen game of thrones he's like bro you need to google this thing okay just just write this shit down write down keto just write it down and at that point that point keto was not a thing it was just not at all non existent in the world right and this is like 20 is like 2015 20 2017 maybe 16 17 sometime there and we had just come back from our summer break so it was september and we were just sitting there this hammer dude tells me to write a note forces me to write keto in my thing he's like bro you don't have to do anything you have to eat and you'll just keep eating and i searched can you eat butter chicken in keto answer was yes okay then they're like i like can you eat wings answer was yes i love these things right wings butter chicken i love chickens i was like let's do it so i started the whole keto thing and then i i was bro i was dropping like 
five, ten kilos in a week. It was some mad madness was happening. Yep, if someone came up to me and they said that I want to lose five kgs uh, in three weeks, I have my marriage, and they point a gun at me. I'm like, all right, are you ready to leave carbs for the next three weeks? Pretty much. And now the problem with keto is people don't stick, right? It you start getting the real hunger pangs of you really want to eat chips or you want to eat some kind of carbs. But my friends were assholes, right? So what they would do is there was this place in Purdue called Fiesta. They have the maddest burrito bowl ever. Like it's so delicious, crazy. They would get two of them and they would keep them in front of my face, and then they would eat in front of my face. This is. It was Vidit and it was Samarth, another one of our friends, right? And these guys would just eat and the, the smell would fill up the whole house, right? And I was craving it like a cocaine addict. I wanted rice and I let go. And it just broke. The whole concept of flavors and food, all of it just crashed and burned. And I continued with keto for like two years. Then there are other problems that happen with keto when you do it for a longer time. Then I had to come back to India where... It's horrible to do keto in India. Like it's a very bad idea. The food in India is it's really challenging. Yep. Yeah, it's not very keto friendly. Then I started studying more. I started studying health sciences, even though I don't have a major like you do. Started studying the effect of insulin, how our body works, how our systems work, how we digest, build muscle. Then I started lifting. So I actually went down quite a bit, and then I realized I have lost all the muscle. So I had to gain the muscle back and started lifting really heavy. So that's all you did. You just saw on keto. You weren't running or training or anything. You were just like, all right. Just keto. I was just eating. And there's this place in the US called Panda Express where they have they have orange chicken. They have, yeah, they have a couple of different, different kinds of meat. And I would just go get like a three side thing in which they would just give me meat, meat, meat. And the nice lady there, she actually recognized my face. And I would go there every day. Like my afternoon would be Panda Express, right? And she would just make the bowl for me without even asking me what I'm going to have and just give me the bowl. Then somewhere on the in the route, I found intermittent fasting. And that that has been like the best thing to happen to my life, intermittent fasting. Now I eat once a day. It's been three years I've been eating once a day. So we call they call it OMAD one meal a day thing. And I think I'll be continuing it for the rest of my life. I have lost my love for food. All I do is eat whatever is in front of me. I just count the whole, okay, I'm consuming 100 grams of protein. That's good. And the rest of it is fine. My calories are below this. If you see my food now, you will like, it's not even appetizing to look at. I just put like a bunch of shit in a bowl and just consume it. I don't really care anymore. But just because, but it's just that you're eating once a day. Yeah, once a day. Uh, full, full meal. It's a 2500 calorie meal. It's once a day. I yeah, even I had tried that. I just I I've tried everything mostly, um, but the 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 diet that works out really well with me is that I I'm fasting, so about sixteen hours in general, um, and then a mixture of fish and vegetarian stuff. And I have and I, so I have I have a lot of smoothies. I have one smoothie per day, um. So this it's. I've been fasting since I think five years now. Um, I just stuck with me and suits my lifestyle a lot because what I do is then in the morning I get all the important work done which I have to use my head for. Um, and then 
around 2 p.m. is when I eat. And then all the other stuff, boring stuff where I have to like, you know, use my hands, where I don't have to use my mind a lot, I do that. So, um, uh, even after I do my, definitely, what I felt the challenge was, you know, eating all that food and it became like a task, like, like oh, now I have to spend the next one hour eating. And I used to have like a smoothie, uh, like three full meals. So it wasn't like one big Panda Express, 3000 calories. It was a smoothie, it was a salad. And then it was like a, a dinner. So I would like have all, all, all three different meals. It was good. It saved me a lot of time, definitely. Yeah, it's it's like running. Let's say you wanna run you wanna run a marathon, right? Let's say you wanna run twenty five kilometers in one race. You will not be able to run it today. Start die at a hundred meters, next day you die at one twenty meters, next day you'll die at two hundred meters. You'll keep going day by day, day by day, day by day. You keep compounding. And compounding is a very hot topic on our podcast. It comes up almost every episode. And it is in every aspect of life. So you start with you start with Tito or you start with the mindset of I want to diet first. And then you keep going, learn the next thing, learn the next thing. And eventually you figure out a way and then you keep going. Vishut, what kind of diet are you into? What, what, what are you eating? I'm eating everything, bro. <laughs> the my one target because I also started lifting so my one target was I have to get 75 grams of protein a day at a minimum because I weigh 70 kilos and I was like I have to like my target is 75 so I can like you know get to at least 65 70 because my family is vegetarian uh, my protein is limited to milk and eggs uh, what's your take on protein supplements? Because I have the perfect hack for you and I give it to all my vegetarian clients. Please do, man. I have taken some protein supplements in... Like, I've taken some way when I was in college and working out and I had no idea what the hell I was doing. So, I don't know how much effect that had. Currently, I take this thing called casein, which is unflavored and it's like pretty raw and straight up. So, I mix that with... I mix a scoop of that in a glass of milk and I have that. Okay, I'm going to make your life really better. Four eggs plus two scoops of protein is 75 grams of protein. So there you go. You have the amount of protein that you will need minimum. And then whatever else you're eating besides that, that will have some protein. Like roti. if you have three rotis, that has 12 grams of protein. If you have like a bowl of dal, that'll have like, you know, seven, eight grams of protein. So whatever you eat besides four eggs and two scoops of protein will get you at least 100 grams or maybe more. And what kind of protein do you recommend? So, I rec- I've recommended to all my clients, I've recommended to my entire family, it's called Cosmix Plant Protein. Cosmix. Um, it has only four ingredients. It has uh, a pea protein mixture, a brown rice mixture. It has the flavor. So, And the flavorings are, uh, like, let's say I have vanilla. So, the flavoring that they put is like the Kerala vanilla bean. And uh, to add sweetener to it, they have monk fruit. And I tried it. I tried five scoops in a day just to see how it affects me and how it's So two scoops of this plus four eggs is, is going to give you, fetch you 75 grams. Lovely. I am definitely going to give that a try. Definitely do it. And then whatever else you're eating, I'm assuming will have protein like your dal, rice, dahi, paneer. Um, so you'll get at least minimum 100 grams. Definitely. Awesome. So I'm definitely going to try this. I think uh, it's something that I have 
really been looking into and trying to understand and i wanted to do it as much as i can without supplements but why not i think if if this is giving me the base level we can see how much more i end up getting and then regulate based on that but anyway let's move back to hydrobot we have barely touched that topic so you said you joined your brother and you started selling on whatsapp and i love how whatsapp was used as a traditional method of selling rather than the digital new age method of selling yeah exactly thanks i i thank my dad for that because so my dad has you know like a traditional old business he doesn't care he doesn't understand instagram and instagram ads and you know website and all that so that's what my brother and i were like oh bro now we have to take photos and hire someone and blah 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 and make a website then we'll start selling and my dad's like listen guys you have the product in your hand send the picture and start selling like hmm, let's see what happens and then you know that's exactly like literally i so this table that you see you, you see this white table i had the hydrobot like this on the table i had this this silicon boot removed i had the lid removed and it became like a like a set like you know you have the hydrobot you have two lids and you have this high, this silicon boot so i separated everything and placed it took a picture from above for every color and every size and i just like blasted it over whatsapp and no and the funny thing is like what i realized that you know when you make a brand you make all these you make this noise and like you know like, oh launching soon and like blah 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 and like oh we didn't we didn't do any of that no one none of my friends knew what hydrobot is it was just like one random thing i can up like guys i started this photo brand please check it out and that's how we started that is so similar to how we started because we literally did that we were we spoke for 3 months we were like okay we need we need a camera we need a microphone we need a tripod we need you know we need to understand a script we need to learn we need to read one fine day we were like you know what let's just start and this is 5th of december chat gpt had come out one week back and we were like chalo 7th of december we are going to record on chat gpt two days read as much as you can do as much as you can and let's go for it and that's how we started 7th of december we sat and we recorded here we are seven months later forget seven months later dude one week later we had an episode out and everyone was like wait what where did this come from when did you decide to start this exactly we had no instagram channel we had no youtube channel we had no domain we had no email we had nothing we went on we were like okay you know what we're going to get on a zoom call we're going to get on a google meet whatever whichever one of the two we prefer we're going to and i found this microphone lying around because i sing so i had a microphone lying around i literally placed the microphone in front of me on the table i didn't have any mic stand i didn't have this pop filter i had nothing i put a tissue paper around the microphone akhil was on his phone and we just started i love it guys i love it so your story really reminds us of that and that's how i was saying it's a, and like i was trying to be sarcastic in being like i love how we call whatsapp old school nowadays even though like whatsapp is not anything close to old school but i guess it's the it's the closest we can get to old school in today's day and age but yeah i mean kudos to y'all for doing that this is how you started what has the journey been like you said you started in december 2022 uh december 617 this is when we i sent my whatsapp i think we are uh, we started what two days apart akhil 
Yeah, pretty much. Somewhere there. I think we started on the 15th of December, if I'm not mistaken. Is when we put out our first episode. So, yeah. How has the journey been from 17th of December to 25th of July today? Oh man, it's been really good. Um, I'm grateful for that. Um, and it's just that I've realized now that no matter what you do, there are a lot of other people who are in it with you. And it's also their actions and their deeds that help your brand grow. It's not just me and my brother. It's a whole lot of other different people as well. Uh, my parents, my family, my cousin, um, my delivery partner. So I would like to be grateful for all of them. Definitely. Um, secondly, are the customers, man. They've been really great. They have been our marketing. They have been our word of mouth. So I would like to thank every one of them. Hopefully sometime in the future they see this. Um, but it's been pretty good, man. Like I used to read a lot of books. I still do. And I used to read books that were not related to what I was doing. Like this, I'm sure you guys have read or heard Lean Startup by Eric Reese. I had no business reading it. I was studying exercise science, trying to graduate. But I still read it because I love reading. Um, and it's all coming back to me now. Like I used to read a lot of business books, you know, how businesses work, how websites work. And so it all, and it, it's all coming back now. Um, so we had initially started this as a science uh, hypothesis is where I said that, listen, Ryle, people are not drinking enough water because they don't have a good enough water bottle with them. And if they do have a good enough water bottle, their water consumption will 100% increase. So that's what was our MVP, like this normal bottle. And the validation that we were looking for from people was like, not that, oh, I love the bottle, it keeps my water cold. We were looking for these words that, guys, my water consumption has increased. That's what we, we wanted to hear. We didn't really want to hear that, wow, the bottle looks great and, like, you know, the color is so good. That's fine, that's there. But what we wanted to hear was, trial, trial, thank you, because of the hydrobot, my water level has, in my water consumption has increased. And that's exactly what happened. And that's when I told my brother that, listen, bro, we have something good going on right now with hydrobot. So let's keep going. And um, initially, we did have a lot of complaints. So the, uh, when I say a lot of complaints is that um, we give a sipper with a hydrobot and a spout. So you have a choice. So this right here, it's a sipper. And also you have a spout. So, um, one day I get a call from my close friend who is like, Sahil, I've been using it for two, three days, but it's all great. But what happens is sometimes when I open it, it starts to leak, like water trickles down almost. I'm like, hmm. So I go and I text other customers who took a spout and I'm like, guys, is your spout leaking? And they're like, no. So then my brother and I realized that, okay, this is like, some are good, some are bad. So... I collected the spout from my best friend um, and I got it home and my brother and I were looking at it 
And on one hand, I had a spout that was working well. And on the other hand, I had a spout that was leaking. And they were both identical. There was, you couldn't tell that why the hell is this leaking and why is this not leaking. And we spent an entire day trying to figure it out. Um, and then that's when my brother started playing with it and he realized that um, the one that was leaking on in the stop, in like the cap, you know how they have these silicon holders, right? Bottles. So that was turned upside down. So he removed it and he put it upside down and then he tried, he like saw if it's leaking and then it stopped leaking. So that was like one big hiccup for us when we... When I look back, we were like, holy shit, we don't want a bottle that's leaking because that defeats the purpose. No one wants a leaking water bottle. So that was one uh, big hiccup that we figured out, thankfully. Um, um, and then um, besides that, it's been um, like iteration after iteration. Like, you know, we we added the option of giving stickers and then this was a pretty big hit of engraving your name because almost 90% of the people who buy want their names engraved um, and now people are like well what's next when is the app coming like when are you going to start selling accessories and one big thing that has happened is and that I was really thoughtful about was every time I'm talking to someone I never used to mention the word bottle I always used to say okay your hydrobot is packaged your hydrobot is coming. Your hydrobot is on its way. Hope your hydrobot is doing good. Hope you're enjoying your hydrobot. So what's happened is now people don't refer to this as a water bottle. They're like, okay, pass me my hydrobot. Man, I forgot my hydrobot. So hydrobot's become like a meme, which means something. Which I feel is pretty cool. I think something like this takes a long time for any brand or company to for it to happen. But thankfully, it's happened pretty quick, I would say. So your focus is on increasing the water consumption of people, right? What does that do for me? Why Why is water consumption so important? Like, I hear it all the time. You should consume this much water. You should consume this much water. What? Why do I care? So um, our bodies are made up of all different kinds of cells. And the way these cells communicate with, with each other is through plasma membrane, which is mostly, which is basically water. Um, and when water is less in the body, think of it like these cells are confused. Like you, they can't, they can't communicate with, with each other. That's when there's confused messaging going on in the body. The body is thinking that Am I hungry or am I thirsty? So you are killed. You might be feeling hungry. But what's actually happening is you need water. Your cells are craving for water. Your body is craving for water. And that's basically it. Is why we need water. And you'll see that. Even I've seen that with all my clients. Is almost 90% of them are not hydrating themselves properly. And it's because they don't have a water, a water bottle that they carry them have. It's always like, oh, there's a cooler here, I'll drink some. Oh, I'll buy one like a small plastic kinile or something. Um, so headache, confusion, suddenly you just have brain fog. A lot of the times it's because you are dehydrated. So that's the reason 
um why um i hammer so hard on water according to you what's an ideal amount of water to drink per day per person um so let's say the person is really active like um like me like vishrut you maybe akhil if you're active i would say a good amount is 3 liters like dude if you're playing for, uh, 18 holes of golf um in this heat your body has lost quite a bit of water through sweat um and it's lost quite a bit of minerals so right after your game of golf you'll notice that even if you drag a liter of water you're still not like back to normal you will be like you know like, but dude i drank 1 liter but yeah 1 liter is not enough 4 hours of golf is a lot for someone who's that active uh, i mean i have sometimes 4 if i'm like you know really active that day but a good if generally 2 and a half but most people don't even get a liter of water dude i think for me this whole point of water and i think has been driven home to such a large extent that it's always been a staple um i think if you're talking about an 18 hole round of golf i think one and a half liters of water is consumed through the round only not just after the round or anything like that and a lot of the times i end up drinking a lot of the ors and salts and stuff like that because that's also as you said we're losing a lot of minerals as well so i think on a i my target is usually crossing that 3 liter barrier every day and i think i end up crossing it maybe 4 days or 5 days in the week i don't think i end up doing it every single day but uh, yeah i think that 3 liter mark is what even i have been given and what i've been told yep exactly especially um when you wake up like um if you are going for a cup of coffee as soon as you wake up that's like a big mistake because at night is when uh water gets used up quite a bit for whatever is happening to your body at night the rest and recovery so when you wake up you realize that when you go to urinate it's not like the brightest white it's kind of pale yellowish because your body has lost quite a bit of water um so i know a lot of people don't even have this habit of drinking water as soon as they wake up they are straight either coffee or they're looking at their phone um so that's the other thing i always talk to my clients about is what do you do when you wake up in the morning i want to know that so i always you know ask them to have at least a glass of water like i'm not asking you to chug 1 liter because that's not doable for someone as soon as they wake up but at least you know 400 ml that's a good place to start um so if this hydrobot is there next to you on your bedside it helps that's what people they they say that oh it's always on my bed as in the next generation kids are very specific about their bottles yeah there are four at my place my sister has two boys and my brother has two boys all of them have their own personal bottles each one has their own color which is specified engraved name would be awesome i think they really get a sense of belonging when the name is engraved and when they want to drink water they generally call out for their bottle more than they call out for a glass which has become a very happening trend now so yeah uh, a lot so every 2 3 weeks i had this habit of like you know messaging customers random customers like hey guys what's going on how's it going and then you know a lot of time um 
Well, I do it for two reasons. One is social proof that I can post it on Instagram. And the other one is like, I genuinely want to know that what's happening. And a lot of them say that, you know, I've stopped drinking from a glass because I'm so hooked to a hydrobot. And I get that because I uh, I myself don't drink from a glass ever, at least in my house. Um, I, and I end up carrying this uh, literally everywhere I go. Um, so I know what you're talking about when it comes to your uh, nieces and nephews. So Sahil, I'm sold. I think I want to learn from you more about my health. And I, I think I want to get myself a Hydrobot. How do I reach you? How do I find you for your services and for your product? Um, so if you want to find me for my services, I have my Instagram vitamin uh, underscore S-A-H, Sa. And then for Hydrobot, we have a website. If you are patient enough to use the website and if you're not lazy enough to punch in your credit card details, you can order it through the website or you can DM us at Hydrobot India because that's the funny thing is uh, we sold all our Hydrobots to DM and I was and then when we sold about 100, I was talking to my brother and I'm like, you know what, Rahil, there's no point making a website. And he's like, why? And I told him that, you know how easy it is for someone to order through just sending us one message? And I'm like, hmm, that makes sense because everyone who sends us an order through DM just tells us their color, the size, and then their address. Versus when you go on a website, it's like you have to it loads and then the checkout pages you put your address then it opens up in, in, in another page and that's exactly what happened like we launched our website and someone wanted a hydrobot and we we're like please bro like you know i'll give you a discount i offered them a discount i'm like i'll give you a discount if you go to the website and order it because i wanted to know if everything was smooth be like well dude like i i am feeling really easy to punch in my details so please like just take it through the animals. I'm like, cool. And that's exactly what happened. People are lazy. People think one thing's fast. So how does, how does payment work through DM? Oh, we send them a bill. So which has all like the GPay and all that stuff. Um, so that again, because on GPay, you just have to scan it, right? You don't have to punch in your credit card. And I, as of now, RBI is not allowing, uh, like new brands to get onboarded for GPay and all these UPI payments. I don't know why. That's very interesting. I mean, I have seen like, you know, Razorpay and things like that are very, very good with... Yeah, so exactly. So that's what... So re the RBI isn't allowing aggregators like Razorpay and Cred to onboard new clients. Like they... You, let's say you started your brand two years ago and you had GPay that time. But now they aren't allowing. Um, For some, they're like, yeah, man. Like, allowing as in they're like, oh, we are talking with RBI and, you know, there are some new policies. We'll keep you updated. So the only way someone can buy off of your website is through a credit card? Yeah, credit or debit card. And when you're sending them an invoice, how was how are they managing? Because you're sending your company's GPA account or how is that working? What's the company's GPA account with a QR code? So they're just scan it or they just send it on the mobile the company's mobile number that's very interesting i'm sure there's a i'm like i mean i'm sure there has to be some ways around it because this just does not sound right and after everything i've been reading about you know india being the leader in digital payments and 
my grandfather came up to me this morning and he was like oh vishrut you know i've seen this video where this person is saying india is 10 years ahead of the us and i was like hello listen think about why this is the case india needs it today because of all xyz reasons the us has payments in form in the form of credit card debit card and they've made that so convenient that they don't need to go this way so there is a lot to but it's amazing that this is the case with new companies and i did not know that razor pay and aggregators are not uh, are onboarding that's really really interesting so initially i thought it was like a company thing where like that company is i don't know i'm like bro let me just try another one i tried the other one and they said the same thing they like dude we can't on onboard you right now because of the rbi blah 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 and that's the reason why we weren't launching our website because i'm like dude one will buy this vpip available because it's so easy with upi and gpay um and then at the end i'm like dude how how much longer will we wait might as well just launch the website are you comfortable talking about numbers with us sir yeah definitely of course so we sold uh, as of today we've sold 454 hydrobots um our revenue is around 9 lakh something 87000 something and there's about 40 to 45% profit and i'm saying 40 to 45 because we changed our prices uh, we changed our the like the price of the hydrobot what does a hydrobot cost so the 1 liter costs 2499 um along with that you get this silicon boot so this design was inspired by uh steve jobs because not this design but the idea of making your product perfect because um i had read in in one book bob iger bob iger's book disney book that uh steve jobs um was so you know how in the i don't so in, in these macbooks this thing is not there but in the old macbooks you had that charger which was magnetic i don't know if you guys know that or remember yep so yep yep so he was so addicted to that noise that he would spend hours like putting his ears and then yep so that noise that click he really loved that noise like and in the book it said that he would like like spend hours just connecting listening to the noise and then you know removing it so i'm like so, so much thought went into like you know that entire thing so i was like you know this i don't like this noise like I, and i'm like you know if someone buys this uh, let's say if it's a husband and like you know he comes in and the wife is sleeping and he puts his bomb the wife is going to wake up and you're like yeah or it can be it can be like anyone like the girlfriend waking up the boyfriend or whoever it's just that this this noise shouldn't be there so that's why um this this comes with it you see noise proof doesn't make any noise um along with that you get uh two lids one is the this normal wide mouth lid um and then you have an option to choose a sipper or a spout so that's 2500 and then if you want to engrave your hydrobot that's 150 extra can you just uh, lift up the bottle and show the engraving once again oh yep Yep so this is 150 extra the engraving um we played around a lot with stickers and all that it's like some people want it some people don't so we just figured out how to implement that on the website um because we can't be you know be on DMs the whole day um we have three sizes this is the 700 ml this is the 1 liter 
And then we have a 500 ml. I don't have that because I think we sold out on all of Um But yeah, the price used to be a lot less, but now we've increased it. So that was also like a moment for us. Um, because obviously my dad and my brother was like 1900 rupees for a bottle. I'm like, well, trust me, you know, it is, it's worth it. It is, it's worth more than that because you are not buying a bottle of water. You're buying hydration, you're buying focus, you're buying health, which to a lot of people is worth lakhs, maybe more. So that's how I try to explain it to people is like, you know, it is expensive, but look at the worth of it. Don't look at the price tag. Um, uh, we have gratefully, thankfully, we've been, pro- we have been profitable since day one. Um, and that's, I would, I would like to say this as a, to all founders is that, you know, um, I have a degree in exercise science. I should have. Should be having no business trying to create a website, do learn Instagram, learn sales. Um, but I learned all of that thanks to some life experiences in US. Um, but that's one of the main reasons why we have been profitable is because we have no marketing Instagram agencies. We don't have any overhead costs. Um, and I feel like every founder should learn something besides starting a startup and I would say like skills such as sales, understanding how sales work, how to build a basic Instagram, how to create some content. And like you said, you know, it's like you, you have to wear all hats in the beginning. You have to. Um, otherwise, it's, it's so hard to be profitable. Let's talk about all hats then. Let's talk about all hats and let's talk about overheads, two of the words that you've said. Yep. So um, all hats is basically where you're doing everything. It's like we are in that scrappy hustle zone where we are taking orders, we are packaging it, my brother and I are delivering it. We are doing all the accounting, we are doing all the addition, all the subtraction, all the cleaning, everything. Um, I used to, in in, in, in America, I used to uh, have a sales job where I would door-to-door knock on doors in neighborhoods and sell AT&T, so, so AT&T services. So I learned a lot about sales, sales psychology, and that's what we implemented in our DMs is how to sell through DMs and understand sales psychology and how the whole process works. When I was in US, I was really ambitious. So I started uh, an e-commerce website um, where I would sell dog products. So that's how I learned ads. That's how I learned website making and how to build a website. Um, and then thankfully, because of my work, I had learned how Instagram works. So all those hats are owned by me and we save on a, on, on a lot of costs. The website was made by me, just me. I handle all the Instagram content. I edit all the Instagram content and I shoot all Instagram content. Um, we do all the packaging, the cleaning. I know it's really sucky, but it's what we have to do and thankful and I'm so grateful that I learned all of that from my weight loss journey. It's like, you know, eat shit, keep eating shit. It'll be worth it at the end. Um, so I, I've, I always tell my brother, like, trust me, this is the fun part. When it gets easy is when it gets really boring. <laughs> I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss this. 
because right now is like the hard part like you know the eat shit and like you're you're doing everything and like let's say hyderabad becomes really big and then then i'm just one person making one big decision that's where i know as who i am is i'm going to get really bored i'm going to miss this i tell you one thing one sec i'm just going to interrupt you here this founder kida i tell you these guys i think we all i think founders in general we found so many commonalities and there's one more right here how many people like you know people in their lives strive to be like ha i want to get to a point where i'm stable where i don't have to do too much and here we have founders being like oh this is the fun part when we get big things get too easy things get boring definitely so like like i initially told you right like now i have a car and like i have multiple cars i can choose which car will i take to the gym like I, it's boring for me versus back then i had a rusty cycle and like it was snowing it was raining and i used to like put my jacket over and like go through that was what was exciting and really thrilling for me um so it's the same thing now is like this is really fun for me and uh, i'm going to miss this how do we make hyderabad big how do we get it to that point so i always viewed it as you know our first 6 months were pretty good successful we were able to sell um you know we have sold almost two bottles per day every day since the past four five months somehow like if you average it out two hyderabads per day um so i always think of like you know when i come back to this story now i'm now we are entering a different phase the phase of running ads the phase of putting in some money for you know let's say influencer marketing and uh, we haven't started that yet but we will so that's the next step we are looking at is how to get 10 15 20 30 orders per day through ads um secondly you know get into like uh, face to face like you know those expos and all that like uh, or what do you call them retail shows or like what do you call them you know what i'm talking Ex- exhibition correct yep exhibition um start selling to people face to face you know just turn up to a school and go with a couple of hyderabads and you know try to sell to people because selling online is easy but uh selling face to face is a different challenge and you learn a lot by selling face to face than when when you try to sell online selling online is easier it's way more comfortable it's way more scalable um but i think there are a lot of lessons in selling face to face just show up showing up at a school or just show up anywhere put up a stand or something and try to convince people right there that's what i love because that's what i did uh was convincing people to buy AT&T Wi-Fi services so like like i said like uh, selling online is kind of boring it's easy and scalable but very profitable doesn't take much time but it's kind of boring but those are the next steps yes um being taking a little bit more risk because we've been really conservative um we because the idea of being profitable has been stuck in our head since day one i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing um but uh, yeah definitely taking more risks you know because we've been really like 
afraid of you know okay let's give this big influencer like a hydrobot or like stuff like that so i'd say you know take more risk financially and then i the it's pretty simple to me i i just want to see a hydrobot in every person that's how uh, that's my definition of being big um but how is the thing that we keep figuring out every day so sail how long does a hydrobot last or how long do you claim for it to last your whole life so i being a science background wasn't uh, i wasn't uh, convinced by our manufacturers when they said that the water will stay cold for the whole day so what i did was i went and bought a thermometer that checks water temperature and i put like ice cold water so 0 degrees almost minus 1 uh water and i put the hydrobot in the sun for like 4 5 hours so if a normal person went and drank the water before after they won't find much difference in it um and i checked the temperature after 5 hours of being in peak calcutta sun on my terrace the the temperature increased from minus 1 to just 2 degrees so by it increased by 3 degrees which is a very normal thing i try to explain to people like water can't hold a temperature like forever it it will either increase or decrease um but subjectively when you drink it you will feel like the temperature stays the same and then i did the same thing with uh so i took like extremely hot boiling water i put it in the freezer Obviously, I didn't try it, but I put my finger in. It was pretty hot, but the temperature did increase by three, four degrees. Sorry, degrees, 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 degrees. Yep. Um, and then the other thing is uh, what I try and tell my brother, and we try discuss here is how do we differentiate amongst other bottle brands? And um, this is one thing I definitely uh, we don't look at competition. Um. it's again something i picked up from steve jobs and apple is like they don't look at competition they look at how they can be the best and they look at they spend all their time on customers instead of competitors so um i was like we are not going to cheap out and cut our prices to enter the market we are going to enter the market in our way um and the way we do that is through you create a store we throw the hydrobot from the terrace and you know we i took my car over um to see how 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 good it actually is and you know the car stopped like it the car couldn't go over it but like obviously the paint and all got scratched but um and it was still usable but it did get ugly which obviously will happen um but like durability uh, i can guarantee and tell you that it's the best thermos in india right now i am going to use this moment to do some shameless publishing a bit some shameless marketing for ourselves what you said about apple is something that we have spoken about when we spoke about simon sinek because he uses this example a lot when he speaks about he compares the microsoft zune and the apple ipod touch and he speaks about the attitude that apple has towards competition he speaks about this thing called the infinite game and i love that you are talking about it and it's amazing to see someone actually implementing it oh yeah so like i that's the thing um is like i feel people read books people read a lot of books but very few people implement what they read 
So I'm going to do a point in life where I, I've stopped reading new books, but I go back to old books that really hit me. So I keep rereading them a lot. Um, and that's the thing that like, I feel like people need something also to implement what they've learned from those books. Um, and I'm really glad that I have this hydrobot to implement it on. Um, so that's the other thing. And then the other thing I would like to say is that people like, I don't want to say people, I want to say founders because this is what it's about. I feel like founders should be absolutely obsessed to the point where like people start calling them crazy or like, you know, he's an idiot. That's when, you know, you truly start making some noise or you actually believe in what you're trying to sell. And we don't claim to be an innovator. We don't claim to be disrupting technology we just came to do something in a much better way which is giving someone a water bottle so Sahil on our podcast we have a tradition we have a question for you that has been left by our previous guest so we would require you to answer that question and we also would like you to ask a question for our next guest so the question for you is what is the role of sports in relation to entrepreneurship You don't know if you're going to win till the last minute. So just keep playing. 